Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 283 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you that we can freely read your word and worship you. Help us learn more about you, your love, and your faithfulness to us as we read today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 16. The Pharisees and Sadducees asked Jesus for a sign, but he would not give them one. They couldn't see or understand what he taught, so he wouldn't give them anything more. Then Jesus went on to tell the disciples to be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees. We know from reading the Old Testament that leaven means sin. Though the disciples first thought Jesus was talking about their lack of bread, he explained it to them and then they understood. Then he asked them who they thought he was. Simon Peter told him that he was the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus told him he was blessed to know this because God had surely revealed it to him. Then he goes on to prophecy about Peter's role in the kingdom. He would be the rock on which the church was built. Peter had a huge call on his life and Jesus told him what it was in that moment. Imagine the Lord speaking into your life as Jesus did to Peter. You would feel strengthened, blessed, and on top of the world. Even though Jesus isn't with us in person, he is with us in spirit. Allow him to speak a word into your life as he did with Peter. We start the book of Titus today. Titus was a Gentile who was converted by Paul and was associated with him for about 15 years. Titus was traveling with Paul when Paul left him in Crete to tend to the church there because it was a bit disorganized and needed direction. Let's see what he writes to Titus in chapter 1. Paul instructs Titus about appointing elders over the churches and what their character should be like. The elders and their families should have integrity. The bishops were to be loving and hospitable, love good things, be sober-minded and correct in their teachings and beliefs. He also writes about what they shouldn't be. It seems the people in Crete were riddled with issues. Verse 12 says, One of their very number, a prophet of their own, said Cretans are always liars, hurtful beasts, idle and lazy gluttons. So the elders and bishops needed to be the opposite and be equipped with the ability to deal with the issues of the people. A nugget of wisdom is found in verse 15 where Paul writes, To the pure in heart and conscience, all things are pure. But to the defiled and corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Their very minds and consciences are defiled and polluted. We can take this into account in our own lives with those we meet and even those in our inner circles weighing this wisdom with whether they should stay in our inner circle. It is one thing to help people come to the Lord and another to invite those who are corrupt with no intention of changing into our circle. Let God lead us in this area and may we be extra vigilant about whom we spend our time with. Let's see what Jeremiah writes in chapter 9. Jeremiah mourns for the people. God talks about their lying nature. They lie to him and they lie to each other. In fact, verse 4 warns them, let everyone beware of his neighbor and put no trust in any brother. In both verses 3 and 6, God says the people refuse to know and understand him. Their lack of reverence for God pushes them away from him. Their deceitful nature pushes him away from them. In verse 7, God says he will present them with affliction to attempt to draw them back to him. In verse 23, he makes it clear the people cannot lean on themselves or their riches. They cannot take glory in them. The only one they should glory in is God. Verse 24 says, But let him who glories glory in this that he understands and knows me. 
personally and practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. Indeed, we are blessed that God sent his son so that we can know him personally. We learn more of him practically as we read his word each day and walk out his teachings. And may we receive the loving kindness the Lord has for us. In chapter 10, the Lord speaks through Jeremiah, telling the people not to learn the ways of other nations. They make gods out of wood and overlay the wood with silver and gold. These are mere statues that have no ability to help them. Jeremiah says, None at all is like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. There is none like our Lord. May we worship him and give him reverence, the reverence he is due instead of worshiping man-made things that we think make us happy. Happiness is fleeting. Real happiness and joy is found in the Lord. Then we read about how mournful Jeremiah is once again, about the people as they will be ravished by the Babylonians. He prays to the Lord in verses 23 through 25. Verse 23 is underlined in my Bible and says, O Lord, I know that the determination of the way of a man is not in himself. It is not in man, even in a strong man or in a man at his best, to direct his own steps. Jeremiah is so right. We cannot determine our own way, but God can. May we fully surrender ourselves to the Lord. Psalm 102 was written by someone in captivity, likely in Babylonian captivity. The author is unknown, but is supposed by some to be Daniel. Whomever the author was, he was in distress and probably identified the distress of the rest of the Israelites. He is sure of God's mercy and loving kindness for Zion. In verse 18, he writes, Let this be recorded for the generation yet unborn that a people yet to be created shall praise the Lord. The author wants to be sure he leaves a legacy for future generations to know that they should praise the Lord. I love the end of this psalm as the psalmist talks about God existing from the beginning of time and he will continue to exist through eternity. God never changes. The psalmist may not experience God's mercy, but he knows God is merciful. Yes, God is merciful and gracious. He is faithful. Let us praise him today. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for your love, mercy, and grace. Fill our hearts with your Holy Spirit and help us be obedient to you. We surrender our hearts and lives to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.